0: Welcome to the Christian Career Women podcast. If you're a Christian woman who wants to honor God, live with purpose, be known for excellence and integrity, and achieve work-life balance, then this podcast is for you. On this podcast, you'll find inspiration, professional development resources, and a sisterhood of ambitious Christian women just like you. At Christian Career Women, our goal is to help you aspire, achieve, and thrive in your faith, life, and work. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Christian Career Women Live. I am Ellie Nieves. I am your host, and I am very happy to have my very good friend Ruth Vasquez joining us today. Ruth Vasquez is a native New Yorker of Puerto Rican descent. She is also an educator, and she is married to her best friend Sam, who uh, Together with her, they pastor a church in Castle Hill, New York. They also have a 19-year-old son who is currently a freshman in college, and there's so much more to Ruth, but I want to give her the opportunity to introduce herself and tell us more about who she is. Ruth, welcome to Christian Career Women Live.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Ellie. I'm uh, just honored to be here today. Um, we've, been, we've known each other for quite a long time and um, it 's just a, a wonderful to see what you 're doing with Christian women and inspiring them and supporting them um, and to have been connected to you uh, on and off throughout the years has been uh, a blessing to me so i 'm grateful uh, that, to be here today.
0: Thank you for your friendship, Ruth. So tell us about yourself
1: well, um, like you said, I am of a Puerto Rican descent, um, uh, born and raised in the South Bronx uh, God had uh, uh, I'm the eighth of nine children, very large family. I grew up in the church, though. Um, And from a young child, I I enjoyed teaching. So one of the things that I went on to do, I I pursued uh, my bachelor's in history sociology and went on to become a teacher and got my master's degree in um, education. And so for the past 25 years, I've been teaching um, for the Union City Board of Education and serving as educator there. But at the same time, um, I married into ministry. So (laughs) I've always been involved at the church and um, my family and I grew up in the church. And um, I I think my greatest connection to the church has been uh, my involvement in music and singing. Uh, I'm very passionate about that. And um, when I met my my best friend, uh, we were, well, always involved in ministry. We even had a band. <laughs> yes, we did. We had a, a traveling <laughs> band, and we we sang at weddings and and different occasions. But um, uh, it, it wasn't until we went in our separate ways. And he went to Missouri to study, and I stayed in New York. And um, we still communicated. Uh, no cell phones back then, so we um. wrote letters. And phone calls, which were very expensive, but <laughs> we <laughs> call each other and write a lot. And when he came back, he came back to pastor in New Jersey. It was then that we began to date, to go out and got married. So when we got married, Sam was already pastoring a church in um, Hoboken. Um, we did that for, oh, I want to say, oh, uh, a good 10 years until we decided that um, Hoboken was changing, and um, here we are, a Latin church in a community that is predominantly English-speaking, so we opened up, uh, we co-founded a church called Hoboken Fellowship Chapel, and we led that church for 13 years in Hoboken, uh, and I think uh, one of the greatest experiences we had was uh, being a part of that church and leading that uh, ministry. So um, we took a a long respite and we stepped down from ministry as my son, our son was growing up. Um, We needed to invest in his teen years. And so we decided, you know, it was a new season for us where we needed to step down and, um, and I serve our son. So for the following six years, we invested in him. We coached him, we were there with him. Um, he has quite a history himself um, in terms of his own special needs. Um, but I'm grateful that we had time to work with him and, and be there for him to the point where when we were called upon to pastor again, it was interesting because he he it was right at the time when he was going to begin his he began his senior year of high school and we're like well we don't know should we pastor is he ready and it was interesting because we talked with our son and we're like you know how do you feel about this and he says well you you guys have been called to serve and so if 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 God is calling you. Then go ahead and do what you have to do, which I thought was pretty big of our son to That's say.
0: Security, yes, uh,
1: very big. <laughs> and so we did. We started pastoring, and um, we've been uh, pastoring at a church in um, in Castle Hill, and a predominantly Latino uh, church with many second-generation Latinos, and surrounded in a community where many people are of. Uh, African American descent or second third generation latinos who prefer English. So we decided to change our name and so we are now revived church of god and um we are having English services as well. So that started in the summer so we've been working on that on uh, providing continuing with the spanish speaking services but now opening up to the community to reach out to those who speak only English.
0: What a blessing. So interesting. So you have um, a career both as a pastor's wife and then also as an educator. Yes. So what role does faith play in your professional career?
1: Well, that's a very good question. <laughs> a very good one. Because um, I, I must say that my faith has been challenged many times as uh, we enter into a, a very secular secularized... Oh, that didn't quite come out quite great. Right? <laughs> um, uh, uh, in terms of education, and, um, how, how do I mesh in my faith? There, there are many topics that I'm not able to talk about. I can't go in there and say, I'm a Christian and you all need Jesus Christ. If not, you're going to hell. You know, I can't do that. <laughs> but, but I have learned uh, uh, through my, my years that um, just, just uh, the ministry of presence is very powerful, and I didn't realize how powerful it was until um, uh, a few months ago when a friend of mine approached me. But if you give me one more, yes, no, gone. My son just walked in. I
0: apologize. Okay, I got it. <laughs>
1: My husband might be
0: walking in at any minute okay. now too. <laughs>
1: writing me a message. Okay. Um, so when, when a friend of mine approached me and said, "You know, I need some advice." And she sat down and we began to talk about something that she needed help in. And I think, and I know for a fact she, she came because she knew that even though um, she doesn't go to church or anything, she knew that as a minister that I could help her. And so it's interesting because I don't go around saying, oh, I'm a this, I'm a that, or, or you know, I'm married to, to whatever. But people have come up to me often in knowing that they can ask for advice or ask for help or ask for comfort whether it be for marital issues relationship issues and so i've seen that you know it's it's interesting how when you live the gospel in your life and you walk into the room you don't have to say much mm-hmm. because the power of god's light is so powerful it's going to pierce through the darkness whether it likes it or not and so i've experienced that in, in that um, that my coworkers know that when there is a need, when there's something that has to happen, or when someone's suffering, um, that they can come up to me. in um, case in point, just uh, a few weeks ago, one of my students uh, passed away suddenly. And the school was completely devastated. Um, and so when we were talking about it, know how do we deal with the children we inform the parents uh, and i asked them you know is it okay if we talk no let the parents i said no you don't understand i have to talk to the children (laughs) and we sat down and we're able to talk to the children you know i was very okay with doing it and that i could i could work with them to learn how to comfort one another and be there for one another and grieve together without even mentioning the, the name of jesus um I know God was there. I know God was at work, and the hearts of every one of those little children there as we share that news. So, where does faith work? It is where every day, and um, whether it's with a friend, with a coworker, with the students that I work with, um, I am seeing beyond just okay. You need to learn your your facts or your, mm-hmm. your history. I'm seeing there's a child here who needs a loving, caring person and that I can minister to them without even the using the name of Jesus, I, I I find that I'm doing that at, at a constant daily basis.
0: Amen, amen. And I, I find that that is the most powerful ministry that we can have is the ministry, as you said, of presence and of being and of sharing our lives with other people, not necessarily always having to uh, go into the workplace where it's not um, the most popular thing to do, right? To talk exactly. about Christianity. But if we are... Uh, living the life of a Christian, mm-hmm. and we're sharing with others, and we're uh, giving them the love that Christ would have given them if he was here walking on earth still, uh, mm-hmm. that that makes the difference by itself, and that in itself is a ministry.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great.
0: So you've got a lot going on. How yes. do you do it all? How do you balance it all? Motherhood, professional uh, woman, wife, pastor's wife, how do you do it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's pastora. They call me pastora. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna <use> that name. <laughs> uh, you know what I think uh, now you know it, it was interesting that I had a six-year respite and it wasn't like I rested and did nothing because I, I, I believe you remember that I, I we took care of my mom and there was a mm-hmm. lot going on um, we fostered a child also during that season um, but now I think how I do it all I I've learned to prioritize my life and say, you know, when I have to be a mom, it's my mom time. And I'm not going to be something else. I'm not going to preach to my son. He won't let me. <laughs> I'm not going to, to do those things. When I'm with my husband, I, we have our, our once a, a week date night. I, I, I'm a wife to him wife and and we go out and we have fun and we're silly and if someone wants to say you know well you need to be here well no this is a non-negotiable and you know when I'm at church I'm I'm worshiping I'm leading when I'm in a meeting I know what I have to do and I think it's learning to say you know I have I have so many responsibilities but if I plan for them and if I know the right time to start it and end it then I can make all those things happen do I mess up all the time? (laughs) time. I mess up. And then I realize, you know what, I have to reorganize my life. I have to, um, set, change the time that I'm spending on one activity or another. Um, I, I live off my planner. I have to plan ahead, plan, 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 plan. But at the same time, um, and, and at the end of the day, if I find that I can't do it all, then to forgive myself and say, you know what, tomorrow I just have to, um, Prioritize again, and, and fix, and readjust, and make the adjustments, and fine tune in the areas that I need to fine tune, so that I can be productive in all the aspects. Uh, but sometimes I, you know, I might I might be on teacher mode for a long time, or like this week where I have to meet parents tomorrow. I'm going to be on teacher mode for a while. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, when we're planning and leading, as we've been doing um, the last few weeks at our church planning our vision for 2020, then we're doing a lot of leading in that aspect. So I think in, in being very intentional with my time mm-hmm. and making sure I prioritize, uh, helps me uh, balance those things.
0: Very nice. So what are some of the challenges that you faced trying to achieve both your personal and your professional goals?
1: Um, I think the challenges, especially for someone who is, uh, a, a call them on, upon to lead um is finding um people to have a uh, a friendship where you can just let your hair down mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak mm-hmm. um that that's always been a challenge especially in, in the pastorship mm-hmm. like who you go to um, who do you spend time and hang out with? Because yes, my husband and I have date night, but maybe we just want to go out with a couple of friends. That becomes a challenge sometimes because it's, it can immediately become a counseling session. It immediately really? can become something else where I just want it to be, let's have fun and let's have friendship together. And so those are the things that I noticed, Um um That's one of the challenges. I think another challenge can be um, learning to say no to some of the things that, you know, I I like doing a lot of things. I like being involved, and so sometimes I really have to say no and say if if it interferes with my quality of time with my son or with my husband or with some of the the priorities that I've set in my life, then I have to say no. And sometimes that's really hard to to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote down one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. As much as what has helped me has been to balance, that's still a challenge <laughs> to mm-hmm. my life and say, you know, I've, I've made enough room in my life for fun, for work, for relationship, for networking, for doing all the things that I have to do.
0: Great. That's great. That's great advice. So what are some of the strategies that you've used to help you get ahead in either your ministry or in your professional life?
1: Um, Strategy that i (laughs) have being (laughs) intentional, um, learning to live an intentional life. Um, I think that uh, I make sure that the connections that I'm making are the ones that will either be a connection that I can serve and help. Or be be around someone who I know that I can learn from and grow. And I think that's helped me a lot. Um, Also to uh, um, lead from a point of I've made a decision to lead. I made a choice to lead. And sometimes that means I might not get the response that I want. Mm -hmm. Or I might not get appreciation. Or I might not get someone to say thank you for all the work I've done. So I have to have the mindset in my head that says, you know, I'm leading not because I'm expecting someone to say, hey, you did a great job. I'm leading because I know God has called me to lead and I, I do his will. And if people appreciate it, amen. And if people don't, then well, you know, that's part of the package sometimes. Um, and to be okay with that. And I think the the other... The other big thing that's important for me is um, that to lead and and believe God, not just to believe in him, but to believe that he is there for me to Mm -hmm. believe that when when I say, you know, I I believe in a God that heals to really believe that not just say the words, but to experience it and know Ah. that when I pray for someone or minister to someone that um, I'm really believing that there is a powerful God. Who can make breakthroughs? Who can help people heal? Who can help people overcome?
0: Amen. So, what are some of your personal and professional goals?
1: Personal goals. I want to retire very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I shared with you. Um, um, I, I really do want to retire within the next three years. And um, but one of my goals, and I think I, I've struggled with this for quite a while but um i've actually um taken a few steps uh in, in overcoming i guess my fear my my anxiety over this but i have always wanted to write my personal story mm-hmm. and and uh, you you are familiar with my story i, I endured a very traumatic um uh, abuse as a child and um god did a very miraculous work in my life mm-hmm. and I have seen that when I share the story, it has helped women and men uh, be able to to overcome whatever anxiety, whatever hurt, whatever pain they've been able to to overcome. And so the more and more I've ministered to other people, the more I realize that people need to hear this story. People need to hear that, yes, regardless of whatever your history might be, you can heal, Um, there's power in, in forgiveness, and that you can move forward and live a very fulfilling and happy life, despite however dark your history might be. So that's one of my goals. I'm going to write that story. (laughs) So i have already connected with a publisher, and we've been talking um, uh, about the steps to take. So it's it's really a baby step that I I even made the phone call, but I'm happy to have done that, um, because even in that first phone call, she gave me... um, lots of suggestions as to how
0: best approach writing a project of that nature. So that's one of my biggest goals right now. Awesome. Very great. That's great. That's good. So um, how can our viewers and listeners get in touch with you, follow you?
1: Well, that's a very good question. <laughs> um, I, I don't have a personal website or Page set up yet? Right now, um, what we do have is uh, a, a Facebook page through our church, so that's one of the ways that, that uh, I can be seen, or some of our work that we are doing with our church can be seen. As far as myself, that's something that's under construction, and once I have that available, I can certainly make that available to you as well. But um,
0: that's wonderful. And what is your church's uh, website? I know that you also. Um have Facebook live services so people can actually tune into your services.
1: We have our Facebook live right now. We are under, um, we brought down the previous website because it's under the previous, um, Mm -hmm. the leadership. So we're looking into uh, hiring a company and starting fresh from scratch.
0: Rebranding.
1: Rebrand. Oh yes.
0: Lots, lots of rebranding.
1: So, so tell now, us again the name of
0: the church. Tell us again the name of the church.
1: Revive Church of God. It's located in 2070 LaCombe Avenue, Bronx,
0: New York. Fabulous, fabulous. So, what's next for you, Ruth?
1: What's next for me? Um, well, next year we will begin um, doing our life group program at our church. And so, we are restructuring that program so that it runs uh, at a three semester uh, seasons of rotations at our church. Uh, we'll continue working with um, uh, life purpose coaching with uh, couples as well. Uh, so Sam and I are wanting to uh, host several marriage retreats throughout the year where we can work with couples, and uh, we're very passionate about that. And um, seeing our church grow.
0: Amen, amen. Well, Ruth, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you so Thank much for you joining are. us today. <laughs> And to all of our viewers and our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless. God bless you.